10.30 and I feel dead most of the time, so. You're smiling because I know it was corny as hell, but like. Come on, get out of here. Can't you see we don't want you anymore? We are underway here at the Dummy Run Podcast, a Minnesota United-leaning MLS podcast that may mention the USL from time to time. I'm Alpha Kraken. He's Grant Hershberger, or at least I think that's Grant Hershberger. Grant, you got a whole new technology setup going on. I feel like I'm talking to a professional. Tell us, t- t- walk the listeners through what I'm looking at here. Yeah, so I uh, got a little crazy over the last week and uh, purchased like a, I wouldn't say professional mic setup, but it's much better. Um, so, you know, to our listeners, I hope this sounds me this just, well, okay, it's not going to make me a better speaker, but I'm hoping that it makes me sound less annoying. Um, uh, I, hopefully I can lower the bass a little bit, make my voice sound a little deeper, a little smooth. Uh, I was trying to figure out if I wanted to start talking in like a new radio DJ style. Like if I want to do the like, here at uh, NPR, we uh, have the uh, most recent statistics for Minnesota United. But I figured, you know, let's just roll with the hits. And mostly because I'm lazy. I don't, I don't want to figure out any new things. I don't really want to challenge myself, God forbid. So yeah, I've got a new microphone with a little, I think it's like that pop filter thing. So I'm going to be over pronouncing my T. E's and P's, and hopefully that won't uh, mess the whole thing. I don't know. I don't know. But well, what you've really like done me, is you've removed your safety net now. You know, it's a poor craftsman who blames his tools, but now you really have no you have no excuses. We really hit rock bottom last week with our technical issues, so thank you to everyone who saw us through there. But now you've upgraded, and I moved my router, so we really have no excuse for 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 any issues today. So now the real problem is just our, our subpar content is really the main issue that we've got going on here. So we will work on it, or at least we'll claim to work on it and um, put it off for another week. So here we are, new toys, new tools, much like the loons, rolling out a very, uh, um, pretty much, I wouldn't say brand new on the defensive end, but offensively a, a very new lineup for the team. Um, Alex... What do you think about the offensive players that rolled out for Minnesota versus FC Dallas? Sorry, I'm just like looking at my microphone. I'm really excited about this thing. I'm getting distracted, thinking about wavelengths and yeah well right like you said very offensive which again is is really on brand for us so um it was a great it was a great game uh okay this game happened on Saturday I was home for Father's Day um I watched the first half very intently and then got a little pulled away during the second half. Uh, but I, I do feel like I, I watched it. I watched the whole thing pretty well. You know, I was high on Fregapane from the minute we signed him. Maybe not the minute we signed him. All right, I was high on Fregapane, right? You, I told you last week I'm starting him. He got a goal this ha- this game, first time out. Um, right away, you could see you could see that you know the, the the threat he offers and and kind of the way that he's always going to be the first one to the ball. Um, I was super happy with what we saw. I thought that Unu played a lot better. Uh, I love seeing you know love seeing Nico out there. 
obviously super disappointed that Reynoso didn't start. Um, I think that's kind of Heath's thing is is no matter how fit you might be, I feel like he's just not going to start you your first game back. Um, so it was a little disappointing to see him not start. Um, but overall, yeah, it was super exciting to finally see, kind of see the pieces start to come together. Obviously, no Robin Lude and low, no, um, you know, Jan Gregush. Um, and no right, no Reitla, you know, uh, which maybe we haven't really seen what Reitla and Debasi have not been fit and in camp at the same time. So we don't really know how that all thing is going to play out. Um, but without those pieces, I mean, especially the first 15 minutes were fantastic, right? Yeah, I would say I, I thought we looked really, really solid. You know, I, I'm not necessarily calling you out, Alex, but you tippy-toed along this line of, you know, I think there's so many people who want Adrian to rotate his squad, want him to work in new players. And then when he does that, and, you know, coincidentally, one of the players that gets rotated is our best offensive player. People go, well, how did you not start Reynoso? And I'm not saying you're doing that, but um, just watch it, pal. You're, you're tippy-toeing along that line, all right? Um, no, I, I agree. We obviously want to see Ray play, but I, I am somebody who believes that it's a long season. If he needs a little bit more time to get worked in, that's great. You know, you definitely do wonder if he will start for the Austin game. Um, I guess my gut kind of feels like no, considering, you know, he came in at the, the 74th minute or something like that. I think if he would have came in earlier, it would have been an indication that we'll, we'll see him a little bit more, but, um, really, really fun watching Franco, Adrian, and Nico all playing without Robin or uh, Emmanuel Reynoso. I mean, it it's cool to think what this team will look like when those guys come right back in and slot into that um, lineup. I'm looking at, you know, you can never really judge players by their, you know, sofascore.com rating. Um, and Adrian Unu was listed at 6.3 for his rating, which I feel like is kind of I think a little bit unfair. I mean, honestly, from what he provided, his XG was one. Like, he should have gotten a goal. Um, he had a lot of really great opportunities, and his shot eventually led to the goal. Um, I don't know. What, what did you think? He looks more comfortable, for sure, if we're talking about Unu. Yeah, I mean, you can't... Right. We, we talked about this last week. Some players take a full year to get acclimated to the system or to the league or, or whatever. Um, and I think he was, you know, twice as good this last week as he was the previous week. And that's not to say he was bad the previous week. I just think he's continuously getting better and continuously, you know, getting acclimated to the system and the league. Um, you know, the, yeah, the goal basically came off of off of his shot, or not basically, it did come off of his shot, um, and and you know, Fregapane was there to clean it up the same way we've seen him, you know, doing it in a lot of his highlights. So, um, I was super stoked to see to see the way that he performed and um, to see him get another start under his under his belt. And again, you know, he he was without Ray, which we've never actually s- seen those two because I think for the most part, by the time Ray came on. Unu came off so we still have not really seen those two but you just start to see the pieces kind of click right and they're not quite there yet but I think you are slowly starting to see a little bit of of what it's going to look like and I don't know how anyone could not be excited about it it's like what I said to you earlier um, where 
we started our 11 without our best offensive player, our starting right winger, and, and as silly as it sounds, he's our leading goal scorer with two. Um, and, you know, we have two very brand new pieces, honestly three if we're including Nico Hansen. We're on the road. We still got a point. I mean, if anything, this is a game that it's easy to feel disappointed because our team had a total expected goal of um, 2.8. Like, we should have banged in three. Realistically, there was opportunities by Ray and Abila and Unu and, I mean, goodness, who, Dotson had a, a nice shot on goal. Like, we had a lot of opportunities on goal, and we should have put more in. But if you look at the big picture, yeah, you want to beat Dallas. You, you want to beat one of the lower teams. You're on the road. You're missing some key players, and we're still working on that cohesion. And I'm not trying to give too many excuses to... Adrian Heath, but I thought his management of the game was pretty solid. I mean, he brought on, in my opinion, the right guys at the right time, which has been a criticism that many people have had of him, that we've had of him, that he makes ineffectual subs far too late in the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I feel like we're wandering a bit here on our storyline, but I think that it's I think that there's a lot of different things at play in that weekend game. I think going into it, if you so last week, what did you say? You said two one. I said three one. I think something like that. We both felt like we were gonna win that game. Going into it though, at the same time, while we both said we're gonna win, I think if if you had said you know the, the classic, if you'd offered a point, we would have taken it, right? I think according, I shared a tweet with you, which I think is accurate. It's from Bruce, which he usually knows his stuff. It was the first point we've ever gotten in Dallas. What? Which is crazy to me. I think it's accurate, though. I I should check it maybe a little more than I am, but that sounds about right. We've never gotten a point in Dallas. That is absurd. So going into it, even though they're at the bottom of the table, yes, you want, if you can go into Dallas and get a point for the first time, you absolutely take it. And of course, it's one of those that then you watch the game, not only just how much we dominated at times, and how much, um, you know, towards the end there, how many chances we had. I mean, the one, I think Reyes is the one that stands out the most, where he he dribbled to th- through two or three people, and then just, like, his shot looked like he almost didn't really know where the net was. He just shot it, like, way off to the right. And so if then I'm that, think- Oh, wait, no, it wasn't to the right. He had a shot where it kind of went off to the far post to the left, and, like, Abila was wide open. I mean, there's just... There's that might have been it too, actually. Yeah, yeah right. there's still that cohesion that we're getting there. But sorry, so go there's, ahead. I there's no, in. there's that stuff that leaves you like, oh man, like you know, the worst team in you know, in quotations, the, the worst team in the conference, near the worst team in the league. You had all these chances, should have gotten three, you know, should have gotten three, and then there's never gotten a point on the road in Dallas. A point on the road anywhere is gonna get put you in a really good spot. You did it without Reynosa, without Robin Lude, without Jan Gregush. You did it with two of your key players being brand new people, one of them on their second start and one of them on their first start. Um, you know, There's all those things that you can say, a point on the road is really good. And honestly, I think I'm, I'm landing more towards like, I'm happy, I'm happy. You know, After the game, we, uh, uh, my girlfriend has a friend over and they're watching The Bachelorette and apparently something wild just happened. So if you're hearing oh, damn. that- Oh I gotta find out. Yeah, I gotta find yeah, out what's going on. I might happened. flip it on if you don't mind. <laughs> 
But at the end, I think you're... You just you're, lost me. I'm going to go turn right. around real quick. <laughs> yeah, Grant left. I'll just take over from here. Um, after, after the game... After the game, we did a we did a tweet saying, "How are you feeling? Are you feeling excited about getting a point? Are you feeling a point's a point? Or are you feeling like we probably left two on the table?" And it was a really good split between a points a point and a little disappointed. And I think that that is fair. I I put a points a point. Um, I very easily could have put I was disappointed. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you walk away saying a point on the road. I guess especially in Dallas, you're gonna take it. And I think it's easy to be disappointed, but I would encourage people not to be. I gotta ask, was that disappointed an intentional pun? <laughs> no, it was not. Unlike like most of my things, it just naturally is clever and humorous. Yeah, okay. I guess that's one way of looking at it, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think th- the big takeaway from this game, in my opinion, and again, we have been accused of being optimistic, but you know what? Let's lean into that brand for a second. Instead of saying, like, yeah, we should have won, this is not a team that looked like they were floundering helplessly against Dallas and looked really bad and looked like, oh, man, there's no way, you know, we're going to have a chance against better opponents. We looked like a team who just threw in some new guys and is missing our key offensive player and is still kind of working some things out, and we still managed to get a tie. And, uh, like, realistically, we had so many good opportunities on goal one of those gets tapped in, and boom, there we are. We got to win, whatever. I think it's just too easy to continue to fret because of the start of the season. And I don't want to say, like, oh, if you take away those first four losses, because you can't. You can't do that. But if you put a pause on our opinions from those four losses and just look at the last couple of games, I mean, we're undefeated since those first four, correct? Unless I'm we're lossless. getting a record. Yeah. I guess that's undefeated, right? That's still undefeated, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So the, the point being, we're, we're getting these pieces together. We're getting ramped up. I'll take it. You know, I, I'm not really mad about it. Right, yeah. And I do I do want to be cautious of that. You know, so we should play devil's advocate here. Uh, but, you know, the, the last thing, I'll, I'll say this last positive note, and then I will try and get into things that we need to do better. Um, you know, yes, the good teams, you know, the, the Seattles and the, you know, whoever else you want to say is is consistently good, you know, Columbus. Um, they, they are the teams that you go on the road and get a point and you come away feeling disappointed. You know, again, like, yes, we should have won that game. And that is and which we'll get into is, is disappointing. But in a sense, to be the one that's disappointed coming away with a tie is what we need to be doing. And that's what this team should be set up to do. And obviously through the first four games, that was not what was happening. So at a certain point, you got to just say, yeah, to your point, we've turned a page. It does feel like we're getting ramped up. It does feel like you're walking away from a road game with one point feeling disappointed. And that's really what this season should and was supposed to be and has been more in the last four games. Disappointment is just hope unrealized. You know, like, I mean, that that's really, but you're smiling because I know that was corny as hell, but like, <laughs> I think you on. have that written in your kitchen on the wall, don't you? Right, on, right under gather, it it's, says. It, it's actually in uh, cursive above my desk, there but that's something I, I try to remind myself every day at work. Just remember, Grant, disappointment is hope unrealized. But where I'm going with, <laughs> I actually regret saying that now, where I'm going with that is like, if we came with that tie and we were like, thank God we got a point on the road. That's a bad place to be. Yep. Versus, 
holy crap, we should have won that game. We should have won that three to one probably, you know. And we would have won it if not a weird, weird like slip up from Debassy, who I think overall in the game he played well, but he had that one momentary lapse, if I remember correctly, he was the one who was supposed to be guarding his guy and and didn't um, Ricardo Pepe and and gave him too much space, which it was a good goal too. I mean, it wasn't a right. Terrible goal. I was gonna I was gonna say like that. You know, there probably is definitely truth in there. Um, but I was even talking with some some friends after the game um, just this this afternoon here actually, um, and we were saying like it, it kind of was one you walk away just like okay like yeah good job like it was a good team goal the the ball moved quickly from person to person and they, they kind of cut a lane down the middle and 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 finished well um, definitely some things that could have gone better on our end obviously as there is with any goal but also at a certain point you just kind of say like all right you got us on that one you know. Yeah, I agree for sure. I want to take a second and give a little shout-out slash appreciation moment. Appreciation corner time to Ja'Cory Hayes. I thought every time he gets a start, maybe that's hyperbole, but whatever. Like, every time he gets a start, I really am impressed by him. And it speaks to the midfield depth that we have that he's not a locked-in starter. Yeah, he really is. He may be, you know, he he's up there with Dotson in terms of someone who is, you know, just really unfortunate to be stuck behind, a, a, not 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 so much Dotson, but stuck behind a really a really cornerstone piece of this team. Where Hayes, anytime Hayes gets in, I honestly, obviously, when Ray's out, you you know you're missing something. Uh, but but Hayes is one of my one of my favorite players on our team, um, especially when he's a late a late sub in a game where we're just trying to lock it down. Because I think his he he offers that that little that little uptick in defense, um, especially late in a game when he has fresh legs, uh, but isn't totally throwing in the towel on, on a goal scoring opportunity. Um, he got the second assist in this game, um, he, where he he was the one who got the ball into um, Unu, who took the shot, and then Fregapane cleaned up the rebound. And yeah, I, I am always really happy with Hayes and I, I hope he can be, you know, he can be a cornerstone or, or a piece of our team, you know, going forward for, for the foreseeable future. I think the, the situation he's in, and I want to say this really carefully because it's, it's a respect, but also an assessment of him is that he's not necessarily our best offensive midfielder and he's not necessarily our best defensive midfielder, but also his offense and defense combined is probably one of the best on the team, probably second to Hassani. Is that maybe fair to say? Yeah, like I think so. I think, I think they have. Yeah, to your point, they have. There's a lot of similarities there. Where they, yeah, they're they're maybe they're probably not the best in either camp, but they are the the highest average for sure. So for him, for him, see the new mic can't make me <laughs> better at speaking words. Um, for him to come on as like a sub is like you're saying, I think it's an awesome move of we're still going to play defense. We're not going all out offense, but also Jacory can make stuff happen. I mean, that pass to Adrian Unu was awesome when, when Franco Fragapane got the goal. Um, so yeah, I'm, I am feeling hashtag blessed about having Jacory Hayes on this team. We are lucky. And he's also a team tuck, which is always going to be, you know, a huge benefit. You know, I was always a tucker. I don't know. We've, I'm sure we talked about this before. Before I tucked my shirt, even when it was cool to keep your shirt untucked, I said, "No, team tuck." 
Yeah, see, I tucked and I did like the blousing out thing, which was never a good look. You always thought you were almost doing the untucked thing, but it was like the worst of both worlds. It was like the mullet of tucked or untucked. You know, it's <laughs> the you pull the shirt up a little everywhere. bit to make it look like it's just maybe short that that short. Yeah, 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 yeah. and yep. it's it's regrettable. It's I don't uh, I don't I don't appreciate that. What do you think about changing the subject dramatically? What do you think about Nico Hansen? In Dude, this game? I'm all in. I'm all in. We said we were all in in early season, but when it sounded like he was playing well down there, um, he's another guy where you're almost like, damn, I wish we would have had him earlier or later or somewhere. Because when when Lude and and you know Fregapani are healthy, he's obviously not taking either of their spots. But he is already. I think he's just proved to be so good for us, and he offers so much. Um, and he has just like a love and a passion for the game and he wants to be there doing things you know i've been super high on him how have you felt i mean i i same okay repeat when i was saying that you you were looking at me like maybe you're gonna say like dude chill he's fine I was actually thinking, am I too far away from this microphone, or should I move in closer? <laughs> I, just, I don't. I. It's I'm just completely more, ruined you, man. Fame yeah. Oh, yeah. You. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Don't even try to talk to me while I'm by my microphone. <laughs> um. Anyway. Anyways. So yeah, I think. Uh, I think he is really impressed, and there are aspects of this team that I'm still very nervous about. You know, I think center back and both um, the right back position makes me a little bit nervous. After Romain Metinier, after Michael Boxall, after Baki Debasi. So we still have some weaknesses depth-wise in the defense. Offensively and through the central midfield, we are so deep. Like, we really, really are. We we can... Now that people are healthy, when, when we have everybody coming back from the Euros, we can honestly lose a starter at any position and still replace them with a very, very quality backup. And... I think that should give everyone excitement moving forward in that it's Major League Soccer. Like, we're for sure going to sneak in, um, even if it's the, you know, seventh seed or whatever. There's so many spots for the playoff. We will regress to the mean. We will regress to the average, not regress, progress. I did that last time, too. I remember that. But if we're having 2.8 expected goal in a game, you're eventually going to get those two to three goals you know you you can't just underperform on your expected goal and we've been doing that all year and that's more of a one thing needs to click and we'll be okay and it's easy to go oh well we're just underperforming and we're never gonna you know fix it i think we will i think we're seeing really good things out of this team and as they continue to, to click and gel you know we don't need two to three more players we just need two to three more practices snaps on that one uh okay but i want to play yeah i want to play devil's advocate here because i i do think that we 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 are too let him advocate for himself alex (laughs) so we've been saying that yes it's a long season the table will sort itself out we're you know we're a better team than this look at the other teams around the league yada 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 but on that last point especially look at the other teams around the league for a while there, it was us and Columbus and Philadelphia and, you know, Atlanta and, you know, a lot of the teams that you expect to play well at Portland, they were all down at the bottom with us. And they've all 
climb their way back into respectable positions and we are still sitting in third from the bottom in our in in the west and i think fifth from the bottom in the league so at what point do we stop saying things are going to click or or maybe why haven't they yet explain that to me as if i was someone who felt that way fair um so we are still within four points of portland salt lake houston um, you know, two points from San Jose, one point from LAFC at extra time. Um, you know, we are absolutely in a playoff standing position still. I think we missed our shot for the supporters shield. I think this team at its best would be able to reach there. But, you know, you ask me at what point it feels like, uh, the David Vinge question, at what point does the optimism wear off? Um, you know, I think so we, uh, I think it was like, what was it? Uh, the last three games we said we need seven points. Or was that? Yeah, that was the last three games. Yeah, yeah. Yep, keep nodding. Yep. So last three games we said we needed seven points. I think we need at least another seven points. But I think this team is good enough to get nine. And I know that's super optimistic. But we play Austin, who we should beat. We play Portland, which is super, super difficult to say that we can beat them. But maybe that's where the seven points comes from. Um, And then what's the next one? San Jose, which I think is definitely very beatable. So to me, the optimism wears off if out of the next three games, we're at five points or less. I think that's where you go. We are really underperforming, and we've had enough time to get our main players involved and understanding the roles that they need to be doing. That's my opinion. It's usually wrong. Yeah, no, but it does feel that way. And I think, and I, and I think back and I was thinking at the table today and that's what kind of drew this question was like, man, everyone else has, has kind of, they're, they're gone. Like they've, they've picked up their things and they put it together and they're moving. Um, I don't think anyone else is going through what we're going through in terms of implementing, you know, two to three key pieces in their lineup um, and having some of the call-ups that we've had to deal with. But at the same point, yeah, we're, you know, 10 games into the season now. It's beginning harder and harder to say like, well, but if that had happened or if this had happened or if that had happened, um, because it's we're here, it happened. And so what are you going to do? Like, are you just going to keep doing that and saying these things or are you going to eventually step up or just admit that you're not the team you thought you were going to be? Um, I'm not there yet. And to be honest, part of me wonders, even if this team continues to, to perform the way that they're performing now, uh, I wonder how negative I'll ever feel about this season, just because we have seen some teams just never really get it right during a season. And that doesn't mean five years of, of bad play are coming. It just means like, for whatever reason, you just never figured it out last year. Um but I do think I, th- I do think we'll turn it around. And even looking back, a few things go here and there, and we're you know we have another nine points. You know, uh, uh, that shot goes a little better. Or, you know, this one doesn't quite go in as you know Chase doesn't turn off for a minute. Um, I do think that it's a different story. And I kind of want to talk about that. I-, I think we need to talk about the Euros probably. It, you know, there's a lot of things with the Euros we need to talk about. First off, it's just been a very exciting tournament um, that has wreaked havoc. First of um, all, they need to be decentralized. They need oh. <laughs> 
No. Not those zeros. Not right, those right. zeros. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is a tur- it's a very exciting tournament that has wreaked havoc. The on Germans my work hold schedule. all the chips. <sighs> this this is, the, is what I have to deal with, folks. It has wreaked havoc on my work schedule. Um, it's been a very exciting tournament. It looks like Finland's not going to make it through. Um, but I want to talk about a lot of things there. But I think to start with, I want to touch on on how, how impressive Reitola has been uh, in my eyes. First off, I think he's just impressed me. In, in with his play in general he, he's shown me a lot more than I think I thought he had you know see, seeing him and and Lude to up, up against you know Hazard and and you know um you know De Bruyne and, and all these players um has been crazy to watch but also just he, he's been playing at such a high level and he's been playing at a high level um out at right back and you know playing at, uh you know at, at almost a wing back position today they were in a three five whatever um, and he was playing out right, and I thought he played really well. He even switched at the end of the game. I think he played out left, um, which when you talk about where we're playing right now, I think it's it's hard to deny that, that Chase Gasper is um, causing issues, and it'll be interesting to see once he comes back, and obviously now that we have Debassi back, what does that mean? I, I definitely think I would love to see him play in Chase's position at least one match here. Right, it's at this point you can. It's pretty hard to argue against that he deserves at least a shot. First of all, the the mental image of like Chase Gasper causing issues is really funny to me because I just imagine him doing like a Dennis the Menace, like putting firecrackers in the toilet and like you know putting whoopee cushions under people's seats. You know, Chase won't stop causing issues. You know, um, but you know, juvenile comics aside, um, I think we have some very tough questions to answer. I think that Chase started the season really poorly. I think the last two games he's improved, but I think you always need to be pressuring players on the team. And I think we've said a few times, you know, whatever your opinion of Chase is, he is definitely the weakest link um, on this current team. So, yeah, I think, you know, Yuka has played really, really admirably. I think Andy Greeter mentioned this. It's kind of surreal. Um, during the Belgium-Finland game, uh, the two club teams that were mentioned were Real Madrid and Minnesota United. And it's like, what a weird place to suddenly find the team in. You know, they're getting mentioned in the same game as Real Madrid, which is bonkers. I mean, Um, they are. Okay, I've seen this quite a bit, and I feel like I need to point something out. Yes, that is true. It's also true that it's an ESPN broadcast, and ESPN owns their usage rights to MLS and so they're obviously going to promote whatever MLS team their whatever connection they can find oh for sure and I'm not I'm not saying by any means we're on the same level but it no matter who's talking about what team if you're saying Minnesota United is playing against an Ajax you know player or whatever it's just cool it's just a neat like it's a neat thought process to follow would we get whooped by Real Madrid Hypothetically, I'd like to answer probably, but probably, you know, probably. Well, hey, dreams happen. I would every be day, interested baby. in Miracles. hearing in hearing like the yeah, you know, like the Belgian broadcast or like the you know the Finnish broadcast or whatever, and see if 
if they mentioned it, I'd be like, well, that's crazy, which I'm, I'm sure they did. They showed Robin Lude a lot on camera, so someone was talking about it more than ESPN was talking about it, or at least the global, you know, the global feed that was coming from there thought that he was playing particularly well, which he was. Robin Lude was playing, I think, through the roof. It was really cool to see non-Major League Soccer connected, um, like, Twitter analysts and opinion people saying that Robin Lude is probably Finland's best player right now, which is insane. I think I that is a very fair thing to say. I mean, obviously, but that's crazy. Pukki that's, is, that's, is, right, he's a very good player, but Robin Lude was just everywhere for them. Yeah, and making some really, really good um, creative dribbles, creative runs. I think he's going to come back red hot for this team, and at such a great time where you've got Ray coming back, you've got Fragapane, you've got... Um, Who's that French guy we just signed? Oh, Adrien Enou. You know, we're going to have some really, really good uh, attacking options, honestly. The thing that kind of bums me out is that Adrien Enou wanted to switch his uh, national allegiance or whatever to Poland. I don't know if you heard that or not, but he didn't do it in time for the Euros. So basically, he had come up through the French youth team made a couple of appearances and then made like i think one appearance on the french like national um, senior squad and so he's locked in for france but he wants to switch to poland and you you can do a one-time switch i guess so i mean if you're the second guy behind robert lewandowski that's pretty freaking baller yeah, I think I have mixed feelings on people doing getting too creative with their switching nationalities. I think hey, his grandmother is fun. Polish, all right? Right, right. That's exactly <laughs> it. It's like okay, like I, I'm not. I don't want to get like too crazy with it, and in terms of being too like stingent, like whatever. It's just a game. Let it be fun. But at the same time, it's like, well, I don't know, man. You already are like you've already played for your French team. Just I'm sorry, you're not good enough to be for the French national team, but chill out um anyways, I mean, he's the- right there behind like kareem benzema and olivier Giroud and uh killing mbappe and antan griezmann yeah. like after those four guys he's number five probably so take that I'm how just, you will i Dem- don't think Dembele. that's uh, yeah uh on In the my flip mind, side on the flip side jan gregush has not been playing hardly at all this tournament which I think is is not super... I mean, it kind of feels like they're seeing the same things we are and have been questioning this year in terms of... It, it feels like there's been a drop-off, you know, in recent, in, in recent whatever, years, months, weeks. Um, he's obviously been playing for us still, but I think that we've all noticed, you know, he, he's not the same guy maybe we, he was last year. Maybe that's maybe that's because he's not playing. You know, maybe one is because of the other, or maybe there is a trend there, um, you know. I'm curious to know what you've thought um, of, you know, obviously his time here, but but seeing that he's not not playing as big a role this time around as he has past, you know, past games, tournaments, whatever. Um, you take anything from that? Big deal? Little deal? No deal? I mean, I think it is a transitioning period. He's 30 years old, which uh, in soccer terms means you're essentially dead. Um, you're already six feet under. So I'm 30 I saw, and I feel dead most of the time. So I saw a tweet earlier that was like something effective, like, "Look at this player. He's 34. What a marvel. What a miracle playing at this age." <laughs> and it's like me at 36. Oh, all right, cool. You know, um, but you know, 
he's a box-to-box midfielder, which is a specific position that takes a ton of um, stamina and energy. And I don't think I don't think he's necessarily you know dropping off significantly in quality. I just think it's kind of one of those transition periods where you know Hassani Dotson is really showing his quality. Um, Jacory Hayes is obviously showing his quality. Will Trapp is probably a little bit defensively than Jan Gregush is. And then, you know, the last midfield spot is Reynoso. And, of course, we're going to play Reynoso. So it's not, I guess, you know, indictment against Jan. It's more just this is how the game works, unfortunately. And if Jan is also a super sub for the team, great. But I've always been a Jan fan, personally. Um, so I'm probably biased. I, I don't want to say he's playing poorly, but it is interesting that he hasn't gotten really any time in the Euros. Yeah, and I think it's all it's all you know exponentially more rushed or curious or a, a bigger question because you know he's he, Dotson is behind him, so it's not just you know yeah Metinier playing right back or you know someone like if he drops off, you're like well I mean. DJ Taylor is well. That's actually probably a bad example because we would love to see DJ Taylor. But you get what I mean. It's <laughs> it's all all of this is kind of exponentially Actively proving yourself wrong. Right. As we keep talking. <laughs> all this is coming become exponentially more of a conversation just because of the fact that he is kind of standing in the way of Dotson, if you will, um, and also he's a DP. So or no, he's not anymore. Is he? He's a Tam. Um, Are you sure? I thought we bought him down this last year. No, or maybe we were going to. Maybe that's I what think it was. we were going to because okay. it's Fragapane, Gregush, and Reynoso. Fragapane is not a DP. You're right. I don't know why you said that, Alex. <laughs> yeah, just rewriting recent history. Um, but yeah, I think that I do think that his contracts up this year. I would be kind of surprised if he stuck around. Um, I've I really I've been a huge young Gregush fan, but it kind of feels like it's probably run its course. To be honest, I wonder where he heads back to. It, like hypothetically, if he leaves, you know he had a he had a good career with uh, Copenhagen. Maybe mm-hmm. he goes back to Nitra, which is where he's from in Slovakia. Yeah, it'll be. He definitely still has a lot to offer. I mean, he's still on the Slovakian national team, who is you know no slouches. Um, but it does, especially with, if if we're not going to get rid of Dotson, which at this point. As good as he is, he is starting to get to an age where it's like it's not like Europe is gonna. I don't know that Europe is gonna come snatch him up at whatever he is, twenty five. Um, so uh, it, it will be right. <laughs> it will be interesting to see what we do with him. Um, I, I, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, we're in a good place with that one too. It's kind of it's kind of like our, our keeper situation, or like we said earlier with Jacory Hazel, we have two really good players who unfortunately are sitting in the same position. Yeah, I, it's a tough choice, but I don't know. I, I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions because I would go with my heart and not my head probably more often than not. Um, just anybody who's got the nicest smile, the kindest teammate, you know, I would definitely probably start them. Um, anyways, get me out of this conversation. What are we get talking about Get you out of this now? conversation. <laughs> did you watch any Austin other games FC. this weekend? Well, oh, first, yeah. before we go to that, did you watch anything else this weekend? How did your fantasy go? My fantasy went well, surprisingly, for a guy who started Robin Lude. Um, Dude. <laughs> I actually ended up winning the game. I didn't pay attention. I've been yeah. so caught up in the, the Milwaukee Bucks frenzy and the you know most recent Minnesota United game. I was so excited getting my double screen set up that I 
did not set my fantasy lineup and still, I think, won by one point. So uh, if I beat you, I'm pretty sure it was James. Sorry, James. But <laughs> I had to do it. Yeah. Had it coming. How did how did the I know you're asking me about fantasy because you also want to talk about fantasy, so let's let's hear it, Alex. I I played poorly. I think I only ended up with sixty five points. Um but I did win also. I, I beat someone who only had fifty five points. So um I don't think I had I had I had Ray starting, so that was a little disappointing. He only got one point. I started Fregapane, which ended up being a good choice for me. Um but overall, I, it was okay. Yeah, like I said, I, I got the I got the three points, so I'm not going to complain. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch much other soccer, though. Um, I'd like, like to I jump said, in really quick and say that uh, I do. am exactly one point ahead of you. <laughs> really? Yeah, one 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 spot ahead of you. You're in 18th. I'm in yep. 17th. So damn, I'm feeling yeah. good about this weekend's lineup. So don't worry about it. Also, quick shout out to Ari Hillman, who is an undefeated eight wins. What what is I, I, I got nothing. Goodness. Don't even, don't even try. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. If you're playing him, just phone it in, man. <laughs> Save that mental energy with a loved one. You know, go spend some time outside, touch some grass. You know, exactly. Just don't, don't worry about it. You're not gonna win anyways. Uh, but I, I unfortunately did not get to watch many other games this weekend. Um, I was, like I said, I was, I went home for for uh, Father's Day and. We were out doing stuff, so I didn't get to watch as much as I wanted to. Um, Austin opened up their new stadium. You know, Matthew McConaughey was running around in his suit, uh, which I, at first I was really excited about the Matthew McConaughey personality becoming part of the MLS, and now I'm worried it might just be kind of like a sideshow thing that's going on. You know, he's like running around in like his bright green suit and like a bongo drum, and I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it anymore. It feels like it's just kind of maybe too much did you see any of those images or or things like that i did i did i guess i am here for it because he's still mostly widely regarded as like i'm gonna put this in quotation marks cool and so i think like you know he's still got the vibe going you know he's not too aged out where he's really dorky he's not 30 by any means you know actually no he's way older than 30 but uh i just feel like from him specifically, from what I can tell, it still feels genuine. Like he is genuinely excited about this team, and if that's the energy he's bringing, then like great, that's fine by me. If he's just trying to do it to be a spectacle, then yeah, I mean whatever. But I like the green suit personally. I was I was like, damn, you know, get me in one of those. That's a good point. I'm glad you brought me around. I do, I'm a big, I'm a Matthew McConaughey fan. I think he's a cool, he definitely, you know, he is what he is. Uh, but I, I was excited about him. I'm glad you brought me around to it. And that's a good point. As long as he's can stay to be genuine, which I think he is, um, I'm here for it. As long, again, it maybe maybe the bongo thing was a bit much, but I am here for it. It'd be interesting to, he, to hear how the Austin fans feel about him. If they feel, all right, dude, like, we don't want you like leading chance. You're not like a capo. Like, thank you for being here and thank you for owning part of the team. But is that easy. how it's pronounced? Capo. Oh my god. Do you I've... say capo? No, I would oh. never. What do you say? I say capo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I say capo. I thought that's what it was. Yeah, no, that goes on a guitar. Capo is oh. what is up in front. Um, 
Yeah, Speaking okay. of other mm-hmm. games around the league, apparently someone somewhere threw something on the field. And no one oh. other than Matt Doyle, who had sang the praises of David Ochoa for kicking the ball into the stands, all of a sudden clutched his pearls and said, anyone who throws anyone on the field is garbage or something. Well, or maybe if you he do said throw it, someone on the field, that is garbage. Anyone who throws anything on the field is is garbage or anyone who throws garbage on the field is an asshole or something yeah he said something which he said during the mexico match too we didn't point it out at that point but this time you did around to me you sent that to i me. said it to you yeah and he said yeah. it again after this weekend which is like dude that's what we were saying obviously they're not the same but when you start that conversation or you start not obviously it's not a conversation but you start to do that back and forth between the players in the stands this is where you end up i think the biggest point that I want to make sure is very clear, you know, because Matt, I'm sure you're listening to our podcast, you know, at no point am I as a Minnesota United fan pearl clutching the fact that like, oh, that ball could have killed somebody that David Ochoa kicked into the stands. I don't think that like, it's not a gigantic deal, but if you're going to praise one, and say, oh, that was so funny. Oh, he's such a villain. Oh, it's such a good, like, razzing thing. And then immediately flip and go, if you throw a paper cup at a player, you are an asshole. It's like, okay, well, hold up. You have to have the same vibe. So it doesn't matter if the item could have hurt somebody. It could have been a paper plane or whatever. It doesn't matter if the item actually could hurt somebody. It's the principle of the players and the fans are separate. You don't throw stuff at them. They don't throw stuff at you. You keep those boundaries very clear. And I'm not saying that David Ochoa needs to be put in jail. Uh, He does for that terrible fade and for his douchey personality, but that's a totally different conversation. I'm not saying he needs to be put in jail for kicking a ball at a player, and I'm not saying somebody who throws a cup should be put in jail. I think just respect that boundary of the players and the fans. Keep it mutual. Keep it consistent. That's all I ask. Of course, that is when Matt Doyle would write back to us and say, oh, of course, Minnesota United fans salty about it. I'm going to put LAFC two points higher on the standings. Yeah, we both chose to not reply to that because it's just, yeah, I'm sure it would just be like, oh, if you think kicking the ball is the same thing as throwing a beer bottle, it's like, dude, that's not the conversation. It's impossible to have the conversation. It's such a, I hate using this word because it's overused, but that's like such a gaslighting conversation. Yeah. It's like always in bad faith. Like that's not what we're saying even a little bit. Yeah. Uh, your your favorite team uh, lost to DC United. How are you feeling with that? Inter-Miami, zero. DC United, one. I think if the league would stop trying to hamstring us and just let us cheat to our heart's content, <laughs> then yeah, we would be fine. Like Messi wants to come here. That is uh, true. Anton Griezmann just said he wants to come to MLS. Clearly, he wants to come to Miami. You know, let us cheat. I, you know, I blame. I just. You're right. We should just get out of your guys' way. You're right. I think the thing that people forget is like we're Miami, so we're allowed to do whatever we want because that's the vibe. You know, if. LA, if Galaxy gets to make their own DP rules whenever they want to, I don't think, you know, why shouldn't we be able to? Hey, preaching to the choir here. We should just get out of you guys' way and let you do your thing. Yeah, which is cheat as much as possible. <laughs> just, Which is just blatant cheating. Uh, Columbus, I think we should allow one team to just absolutely cheat as much as they can <laughs> and just see what happens. Like, 
how good can you make your team if you're allowed to just absolutely cook yeah. the books? I, don't I always know. think I always think one team should have to have just like a normal person on their team. Like <laughs> you just pick one person from the crowd and that person has to play the whole game. It's like uh, from last year, the Tomas Chacon experience where just <laughs> anyone got to be Tomas Chacon if they were we under 5'6". We just give you like a blonde wig and like, all right, here you yeah, go, kid. Here you go. Go for it. Uh, Columbus lost or beat Chicago, uh, but Kevin Molino got in the field. Did you see that? Oh, he got on in I like the seventy second minute. Um, he wears number nine now, um, and he yeah he got out there, which is good. I mean, good for him. Like we said, we've always made a, a point to seventy first minute. Yeah, we've always made a point to make sure we're not like, you know, we don't hate Kevin Molino. We hope for the best for him. Um, yeah, he got out there. The game was already two zero. Um, Zarda has actually scored both of the of both their goals, um, but it was good to see him out there again. Interesting. Sorry, who scored the two goals? You said Giassi Zarda. Sorry, say that one more time. Yeah, the the person that Grant picked when we asked Grant if you can pick any forward off any team, who would it be? I said Daryl DK, and Grant said Giassi Zarda. Yeah, and how many MLS goals does Daryl DK have this year, huh? How many MLS goals does he have? <laughs> that is fair. You can't argue with that logic. Yeah, I am playing 3D chess at this point, baby. <laughs> it is it is something uh, to behold. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. It's cool to see Kevin get back on the field. I, I hope he has a good season. I do. I, I honestly wish him all the best. Just looking at some of his stats, um, looked like he had, you know, good passing completion. Um Completed 11 passes for 12 attempts. So that's pretty cool. 13 progressive carries. So it looks like he was dribbling well, playing well. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a good situation for him as well because he won't be relied upon to be the every game starter. And so he can, you know, probably really um, rest for a lot of the games and, and stay healthy and then, you know. Do you think so? Do you yeah, think that's his, his plan there? I don't think or that's his, his plan. His goal? Sorry, do you think that's how they see him? Because that's what I thought, too. And I've heard some announcers say, like, oh, with Kevin Molino, this person's having to start. Which I thought was, like, I thought Kevin Molino was going to be the one kind of starting here and there. But some people are saying he's going to be kind of the guy. You know, I'm going to uh, take this into such a nerdy route that we will probably lose about five or six listeners after I say this out loud. But in a lot of like video games and role-playing games, they have what's colloquially called a glass cannon, meaning a, a character that has a lot of attacking potential but is very easily damaged. So you have to protect your glass cannon. Uh, I kind of see Kevin as like a glass cannon. He's a player that you put him in at impact moments, you don't start him all game, every game, and then, you know, whether it's the end of the game where you're, you know, just playing him for 15, 20 minutes, and then you let him rest for a little bit. I'm sorry to anyone who had to listen to that. Uh, but a glass cannon couldn't even sustain its own explosion. Don't, don't do that. Don't be that well, guy. Well, it's dumb. Like, if, you're gonna use it's, the, if you're gonna use it, make sure it's good. Okay, it's a really thick glass. It's a very thick. It's <laughs> well, very then I'm sure it's gonna be. If it can supply that, if it can survive its own blast, I think it can survive as much damage as anything else. That's all I'm saying. So, anyways, Kevin Molino got on and he did. He did good. It was good <laughs> to see him play. Um, 
and then I think that was that's that's really the last one that stood out to me this weekend. Um, Portland beat. Now I'm gonna Google what kind of glass can withstand a cannon blast, <laughs> but also be damaged easily. That's the important part here. All right, you know what? Don't just poke holes for poking holes. Portland beats Sporting Kansas City <laughs> um, again. I, I think Portland is is a team that I had being pegged as really good. Um, and who's probably underperformed. Um, LAFC t- tied Houston, which is weird because LAFC is the greatest team in the world, and for some reason they're still doing just fine. Um, and that was kind of the weekend. There was one more game on Sunday, which is weird. Um, Atlanta and Philadelphia played at like 2 on Sunday. They tied 2-2. There was an absolute blast by their defender. If you haven't seen this goal yet, it is absurd. I think it's the same guy who took that free kick last year that was so crazy um go check out that goal if you haven't yeah something like that uh it was yeah it's either him or the the um let me see here the gleesness scored in the uh in the 91st minute but i thought no yeah it was number five um he scored yeah and apparently the 93rd minute i didn't realize it was that late um absolutely wild goal um Atlanta and Philadelphia tied 2-2 and kind of what looked like a boring match, but that was bonkers. That's last week. Now we got two games come up this week. We actually have a game tomorrow night. We're recording this on Monday night um, after my bocce ball league. We're recording. Uh, we, we tied. We, we won one, tied one, by the way, if you're listening. Also, shout out to Will, who works at Forgotten Star. Uh, I see him weekly now. It's great. He's one of our listeners. Um... There's a game tomorrow night, Tuesday night. San Jose and Orlando play. Um, if you're playing fantasy, check because the Orlando goalkeeper is playing for Peru, so he's not going to be in. And then there's Wednesday night matches, and then we play the weekend. So tomorrow, there's one game. Wednesday night, we play Austin at home. Grant, last week we got your prediction. How have you felt your prediction has changed, or has it changed, coming out of this weekend? What was my prediction? I actually don't remember. I was hoping you remembered. Yeah, no, I don't. We, neither of us wrote it down. Yeah. Um, I'm Do sure just it's go with, changed. Just go with, go, with, go with that you said you thought we were going to win. Yeah, I think we win. I think we win. I think, um, hopefully for the sake of game flow, Cecilio Dominguez spends under 10 minutes rolling around on the ground, clutching his ankles. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, he's well, got Minnesota's it. starting 11 messaged their goalkeeper last time after they left, specifically asking him to tell him to stay up. So if that message got passed along, we can only assume he'll play more like game the, on his feet. It, the starting entire 11 sent a group message? No, the Twitter account. <laughs> or Minnesota's 11. I'm just 11. trying to get back at you for the glass cannon thing. This is just well, a debacle. It's not my fault yeah, you took a dumb uh, analogy. I, it was dumb. I apologized ahead of time. Uh, I think we win. I feel good about the team. I think that they're they're continuing to gel, and I think this game is very because Austin's not bad. I think this is definitely going to be well. I mean, they're they're still a little low, but whatever. It's just anyways. They uh, the the loons are starting to gel, and I think this is one of those games that's a must win. Now at this point in the season, where we're starting off of a four-game losing streak, I think they're all kind of must-wins. But, yeah, we, we need to get three points out of this one. I say 2-0 victory. Yeah. Yeah, I think at, I think at this point, pretty much every home match is a must-win. 
Um, I think you can lose some of them and it'll, it'll you'll be fine. But the mentality has to be a must-win, right? Um, for the rest of the season, um, and especially when you're playing what is yeah a, a lower level opponent. Um, they finally did get their one home game in last week, um, so they're done with their long road stretch. But at the same time, you you, you have to get three points at home. Um, it doesn't, you know, Robin Lude. It sounds like Finland won't be making the round of 16. That might be for sure. They're in third place. I don't remember if one a couple third places team go through, and it seems like they won't be one of them. Uh, but he obviously won't be ready for Wednesday and not even for Saturday because I think they have to go through quarantine. Uh, but even without that, you know, with how Nico Hansen's been playing and Fregapani and Unu getting more acclimated, I would have to imagine Renoso is going to start. I can't think of any world where he doesn't. Um, you know, I, I would just I would think that should be that should be a, a borderline easy win. I would love to see us get a couple goals because we've been struggling with goal scoring. Um, I want to say three. I'll take two. Um, and we should get a clean sheet. Let's not let them score again. Um, so let's do let's do two nil. Um, but I, I really hope for more original. Three nil. All right, I'll go three yeah. nil. Fine. Yeah, do it. Put your money on the table, Alex. Three nil. Three two point one, Bob. <laughs> and then we turn around and we play Portland on the weekend. I'm actually traveling Oof. to Austin on Wednesday. Strangely enough. Um, not for a soccer game, just for fun. Um, so I'll be watching the Austin game at the Minneapolis airport. Um, and then I'll be with my brother from Portland in Austin watching the Portland match on television. Portland is a good team. We're playing in Portland. I don't feel good about it. Um, you know, they had a rough start at the beginning of the season, like we've been saying, but they've been definitely turning things around. Um, I never feel great about playing Portland in Portland. Um, you know, that's a hard place to play. And now I saw that Sebastian Blanco came back in again. It's good to see him getting healthy. You know, they're they're an opponent that is going to be formidable um, almost always. If we can get a point in Portland, I'd be very happy. Yeah, I think a point is the goal there. That's why I'm sticking with my seven points over the next three games. I mean, they did lose to Dallas 4-1 to back in May. And it was back in May, which is pretty much an eternity ago. But, uh, you know, I think I think it's going to be a really tough game. It's going to be really close. Um, they're a, t- a talented squad, but, I mean, we don't really have room for error. So if I'm Heath, I'm, I'm putting all my chips on the table for this one especially. you got to get a point. Putting out, yeah, so you're going, but you're going in going for a point. You're not saying you're not going to, you know, push it and see if you can get the you know, get get three out of it. You're going insane. Let's get out of here with a point. Especially after a short week, I, I think you I gotta mean, you gotta go with that. Maybe this is maybe this is the one moment of pessimism from me, but I think to get a point you're pushing it. Does that make oh, sense? Like you, okay. you you have to push forward and risk losing in order to get that tie. Because I think I think Portland's gonna be strong. Yeah, and you're I not you can't play to a, a, a zero you're not gonna keep them out of the net the whole time you're saying. Yeah, agree. So at some point you're gonna need a, a point. Yeah. Or a goal. Yep. Sorry. Well, yeah. we'll need a point too. Right. Which I think that this is a nice thing about having Unu now is maybe you can do a little more sitting back, um, and hope and hope you catch them, you know, on a, off a, a counter, off a cross or a corner or something like that. Um, and Unu has the speed to beat them, whereas like a Robin Lude probably isn't ever gonna do that for you at, at playing the false nine. Yeah, I'm. I'm just glad that false nine thing is just done with. Yeah. 
Honestly. Speaking of which, we I don't want to talk about this because we've already moved past it. But if you haven't listened to the Sound of the Loon with Mark Watson, um, it's from a couple weeks back now. Um, go check that out. There's a lot of information in there about about how badly Adrian Unu wanted to come here, um, and and that some on, some on Franco Fragapane as well, um, talking about just you know the, how they felt about the club, what was involved in getting them here, um, setbacks. You know, apparently we've been we, we I think we knew we've been looking at. Unu for a couple of years, um, but to hear Mark Watson say it himself was was kind of interesting and um, and apparently Unu it came down to him going into his front office and saying like get me to Minnesota because I want to be there um, despite being kind of a club legend and coming up with them he wanted to be here uh, which is really cool you know it, I think that just starting off there you know you're gonna have um, some luck versus players we've we've seen come here who look like they probably have a lot to offer but. Um, we can just never kind of get them in a good place mentally because of one thing or another. So um, that's a good listen. They think they're above the team, above the... <laughs> no, not even that. Just, you know, some people, you know, um, uh, Romario Ibarra. He, sure, he, yeah. He never, no, I mean, he... We, ne- we were never able to get his family here. Um, he just never really, it never was able to click for him. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's, and eventually we, we let him go because he just wanted to go be with his family, which is cool that we were able to do that. Um, and also, like it, it's unfortunate that stuff like that happens. And so it's it's always cool when you hear a player who like wants to be here and is happy. Just you know, things are set up the right way. Makes me think of that like wolf novel, White Fang or whatever, where it's like, go home, be home with your family. Do you know? You go know home, get out of here. Yeah, can't yeah, you see go. we don't want you anymore? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, yeah, it's cool to see Unu uh, wanting to be a part of this team. It's also really funny to me on everything that the team posts about Unu there's like 45 French people underneath it being like oh bon anniversaire and you're like I think that's happy birthday it's not even his birthday but all right like they'll they'll just be posting all these little things below it and I saw at one point about a month ago or two months ago um somebody in French said something to the effect of boy us you know French fans of Unu post more than the team posts, like the team fans post about him. And I feel like kind of challenged by that. So now I feel like I have to comment on every Adrian Unu post, which inevitably leads more and more towards that uh, restraining order. Right. Yeah, I don't think, I don't really comment on anything the club posts. We'll I don't comment on most things, to be honest. I usually just am original content only. O-C-O. Yeah. That's, that's his nickname. <laughs> oh, all, all right. right. What else we got? Anything else? We talked about last week. We talked about both the games next week. Fantasy. Uh, it's a double It's a double week, double game week, so make sure you pick your best choices there. Um, we'll recording on Monday. I actually won't be here Monday, so you might get a very special guest recording with Grant. One of you guys will have to practice the intro, I guess. It actually might be just me doing both sides in different voices <laughs> with my new microphone. I hope that's what it is. <laughs> Am the I? World, I'm thinking about it. The world deserves that. It does. I mean, Grant playing chess against himself, basically. Yeah, it's just uh, it's going to be like an hour of me asking myself hypothetical questions. That basically is what our podcast is anyway, so I don't know why yeah, that's fair. that would be different. <laughs> Anyways, let's wrap this thing up. Thank you for listening. Go Loons. We're pumped for the next game. And we'll see you guys whenever I'm talking to myself next. Go Loons. <laughs>